You are the Apex Champions. Welcome to The Dream, where each week we chat with men and women who can only be described as game changers, phenomenal individuals who are at the cutting edge, who in spite of and sometimes because of personal and life challenges have risen above seemingly impossible situations and are actively working to bring transformation to our planet helping to create a world we all dream about. A new world. Today, the dream chats with Queen Chanel Flanders, who although experiencing a childhood filled with abandonment and abuse, is now building her empire, determined to raise and pave the way for her prince while creating a safe space for men. An entrepreneur and success story worth listening to. Welcome to our program, Chanel. Thank you. Good evening. It is an honor to have you. And um, I want to start off with a quote that I got from uh, your profiles. Don't remember which one of them, but one of them. And that is, life has knocked me down a few times. It has shown me things I never wanted to see. I've experienced sadness and failures, but one thing for sure... I'll always get up, look back, evaluate, and keep it moving with a smile. You got it, girl. Tell me, in a nutshell, what that is about. Oh, well, basically, from childhood to now, I have, you know, faced a lot of challenges that uh, I wouldn't say it's so much a secret, but I'm just not a very open person when it comes to my personal life, because I don't really want to come across as a type that would deem to, you know, want a pity party. So I just kind of just keep it moving. Yes. Yeah, so I'm more or less win and lose in private. <laughs> so tell us about some of the things that happened to you. You talked about it, you know, uh, from a child. Well, what, is, what have been some of those experiences? Uh, well, I would say... Um, at the age of two, I believe, um, because this is what was told to me, I believe at the age of two, um, my mom, she basically gave up my siblings and I to institution or a lot more people would do it as an orphanage, right? And I have more or less, you know, gone through different orphanages or different institutions from the age of two all the way up to 18. Do you, so, know, do you know why she did that? Um, she has never, we have never had that conversation. Um, however, my dad has, you know, um, older kids, uh, 40 something, 50 something. And based on their side of the story, I kind of understand, but I've never heard my mother's side of the story. I've heard my dad's, I've heard my siblings, but I never actually had that conversation with my mother. 
I guess it is something that she doesn't want to talk about because there's a lot of pain involved in it. And yeah. uh, and I don't she doesn't probably can't handle it even now. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably most likely why she has never spoken about it. Um, we tend to deal with with pain by I'm not sure hiding is the right word, but by burying it and pretending it's not there. Um, yeah. So we, we don't really have to deal with it. And I, I have a feeling, a sneaky feeling that that's exactly what's going on there. But what was that like growing up without a mother and a father? What was that like? Uh, at that time well it was difficult I mean because I mean I went through different phases throughout my life um, especially as a young lady without parents you know and within these institutions you do really have caregivers or um, matrons or whatever you choose to call them that are genuinely caring with regards to us at that point who would have been their charge you know so that that motherly, fatherly love that you'd have probably gotten in your own home or even probably not from your, your, your own parents, but from an aunt or an uncle or somebody close, a cousin. You didn't really have that growing up in institutions. It's kind of like you just fending for yourself at whatever age and situations have a way of growing you up before time, mm. you know? Yeah. I yeah. would have different phases in my life, you know, where I really wanted my parents and then where I just kind of, um, reached the point where it's kind of numb to an extent where it's like you know what, it's not here, no there you just don't really care um, then there's that stage where you know you, you kind of, life starts throwing different things at you as a teenager you, you end up in certain situations and circumstances where you wish you had somebody to talk to and you really don't um, so I mean, I have went through it, you know How and did you deal with those difficult times? Because I can imagine you other girl in a bed, in a room, in the night with other girls who may or may not be connected to you in the sense of having uh, a mutual relationship kind of thing and basically crying yourself to sleep. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was one. At, at one point, I, I cried a lot. Um, I think that was like, the point where I, I realized or I thought that there was really no hope, there was nothing else that could have really been done besides crying at that point. Um, at some point, it started showing in my behavior. So I went through that phase of actually, you know, uh, going through psychologists and counselors. And I mean, coming up in an institution, even though these services are offered to you, you don't really take advantage of it because what you see in your reality kind of put you in a position where anything outside of your reality is, is fake you know so explain that explain that for me amplifying that a bit okay so it's like all right you're asking me to speak about you're sending me to a session where you ask me to speak about my life speak about my hurt speak about what's hurting me but then after 45 minutes to 60 minutes i'm going right back into it mm. so there's, there's there, it, it's there's no resolution so it's it's almost like wasting time really 
Yeah, and, and then and, and even if something is done, I have to live in that situation until whenever that something is done. Yeah, which means I can be victimized even further. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I said. You know, in in terms of even though these things are offered to you because of your circumstance, you don't really take advantage of it. You know. Probably where I stand now, if I look back, and I probably, honestly, I probably don't even think I would have done different. You know, I don't think I would have done different. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard. When, when you're going through painful situations, and especially when you're that young, it is very difficult to think clearly and logically um, because there's too much emotions involved, too much pain, too much trauma. Um, yeah involved and when you're dealing with trauma you don't usually think logically yeah. what you what you want to do is you want to get yourself out of the trauma you know and 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 sometimes uh, that doesn't seem possible so yeah but tell tell me what happened because i understand that there was something else that happened to you while you were in the care of um in one of these homes um tell me what um, happened to you well i was also you know I, I was abused in all aspects um coming up at a tender age not just in an institution but even when i was adopted because there was a, a point in my life where i was also adopted mm -hmm. right that didn't work out i ended up back in an institution and strange enough i think you know, all my siblings kind of went through the same phase because we were all adopted. And by the time we linked up as young adults, we were all back in institutions, you know? So I really don't know how to explain that one, but more or less that was the situation. Um, did, you, did you get the idea from yourself or even chatting with your siblings that you were adopted because somebody really wanted to show a child love or you were adopted because somebody wanted some somebody to to do work at home that they didn't want to pay for um i to be honest with you i have never actually had that depth conversation with either of my siblings um okay. to, to date so it, there's kind of like a unspoken <laughs> Word with regards to that, it's kind of like you know we, we don't really divulge much. You know, it's kind of like you know it already happened, and we all went through different traumas in our lives that we don't really talk much about. We just know that we're here for each other, and that's right. more right. But but in your situation, did you feel it was you were there to be a housemaid? Um, um no, or... I. The same in my situation. Um, it was two young hearts that really wanted to do something positive, right? right? They really had issues that I wasn't aware of. I was too young to even understand at that point in terms of, you know, um, having kids and whatnot. Um, but what I also know from where I stand now is that they weren't really prepared to deal with a child. Because you see, when you adopt a child, right, you don't really know what this child, what this child's attitude is going to develop into. You don't know. It's not like a child that you, you, you've brought into this world or you, you, you bring up 
from like a baby. When you adopt a child at three and four, they already have ways that they have already developed. And if it's not um, bent, so to speak, at the right point in time, it's hard to bend an uh, a old tree, you know? So well, is it, it, is it about bending the tree or is it about healing the womb? Because I would both. think that the child both. would be carrying a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, mistrust. Um, yeah, both, you know. actually. You see, it actually starts from the parents, right? Because when you adopt a child, sometimes you don't even know who the parent is. So you have no idea what behavioral pattern or anything this child might actually be coming with, right? Um, like I could tell you off of the back, the way I didn't even know I speak like my dad until I actually met my dad. Like oh. I have this, this, there's this way that we speak. It's very much like, no, I've never been to, but my father is from Guyana originally. And when we speak, we sound alike, but I, I, I didn't know that until I actually met him. The way I think about, the way I process things, when I listen to my father speak, that's the same way my father processes things. My mom is a bit irrational. And somewhat I have a balance between my dad and my mom, but that would have been because of the different programs and stuff that I would have been through during these institutions. So yeah, there's bad and there's good, right? But there's a lot of things that, that come down the line that you, you wouldn't see until, you know, it's like, why should he be like that? So yeah, you don't know what, what this child is going to, sometimes the, the things that are being displayed by this child is like why but then you wouldn't know what come what came down what this with what this child's background was like you know the traumas that this child would have gone through that would have her or cause her to process things a certain way that she would just lash out because i can tell you there's a point in my life where i didn't even want people to hug me like that's my space like i i was so big on space like to even come too close to me like until somebody eventually you know, kind of crossed that line with me. And I, I, after a while, I accepted it because I, I felt like, okay, wow, okay. But there was a, a phase in my life where I didn't want people that close to me. I didn't even want to be hugged by anybody. Um, and how did, you, how did you deal with the... Because you're dealing with two sets of trauma there. The trauma of being neglected and abandoned that's one trauma and now you're dealing with the trauma of sexual abuse how did you deal with those two um well honestly the, the sexual abuse is something that i am um, i'm still you know it's not something that's happening but it's something that i'm still healing from i'm still dealing with you know um but in terms of ne ne the neglect and some of the other traumas that I would have gone through as a child, I am, um, you know, I, I could kind of say that I've been working on that is a process and it's not something that happens overnight because even as an adult, sometimes you act a certain way towards things and you take things personal, but it's really not about anybody else, but about yourself and, you know, what you've been through as an individual. So you will process things a certain way. So I think, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress, right? Um, I have dealt with a lot of stuff, but I mean, it's years. 
our, our lots. Yeah, you don't, you, you know, like, like I tell people, you know, if you got a stomach issue and you've had the stomach issue for 10 years, you don't expect in three days to have the stomach issue healed, right? And if you've been yeah. going through trauma for 18 years, and particularly the formative years of your life, you're not going to heal mm -hmm. from that just like that. It's going to take a time, some time is going to take some, a process. There are times when you're going to feel, hey, yeah, I've, I've beaten it, yeah. And then something's going to happen, and then you're going to realize. You, oh, you did. I didn't. That. I haven't. I haven't. Mm -hmm. You know, and what you have to do is not get discouraged at that particular point in time, but realize that, hey, you know what? I've made progress, but I still have some work to do, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's not a matter of saying, oh, you know, I'm, not, I'm never going to heal. This is never going to stop. No. But one of the things that I am really big on is energy because I've learned now to trust my instincts so much, um, trust my energy. Because sometimes like, okay, like for instance, I mean, the, the average person, sometimes we don't pay attention to our gut feeling, right? You right. could be around and you'll be agitated around this person or you'll just be upset around this person. You'll just like, you're just not yourself around this person. Mm -hmm. And you might be telling yourself, you know, you might be saying something else, not knowing that this person energy is just not for you. You're just not supposed to be around this person. And then lo and behold, it might take a few months. It might take a year. It might take whenever it comes, you realize, wait, well, like, I really used to feel this type of way around this person. I should have just followed my gut feeling. That's why I was feeling this way. So yeah. I've learned that a lot of the times when I, when I am around people and I'm uncomfortable, to just remove myself. I don't even want to know what it is. It just shows me that, listen, this person is not good for your space. This person is not good for your forum. This person is not good for your energy, you know? So right. there's a lot of things that, like I said, I look at differently and I make a big deal out of and my energy is definitely one. I tend to surround myself with people that make me laugh, with people that I can have sensible conversations with, deep conversations with, um, where I could like basically, we could basically have like a, a heated debate without disrespecting anyone or crossing any lines. It's just us strongly giving our own opinions based on whatever the subject is, mm, okay. you know? What are some of the, the topics that are covered in those debates? Politics? Like for instance, we talk, like for instance, right? Like, okay, um, I will go with one that everybody can relate to. Let's talk about men and being submissive. Mm. Everybody wants that submissive but what people don't understand is you can't be submissive to a man that doesn't know how to lead i have <laughs> the thing is that no this is just, no I, it's it's conditioning you, listen we are conditioned uh -huh. to think a particular way and we are conditioned to accept rules that have been placed upon us by religion society and stuff like that and so you've been told as a female that your role is to be submissive. That's what you've been told. But is that mm -hmm. really your role? Why do you need to be submissive? 
Oh, because, well, somewhere in the Bible, it says that Eve sinned, and so therefore she ought to be submissive to the man because the man, she was deceived, but the man wasn't deceived. Therefore, she doesn't have the intellect that he has. And But the thing is that, but the thing is that um, the, it, it's, that's how you are programmed. And what you have to do is you have to mm-hmm. sit down and you've got to, you know, I don't, I don't believe in male roles and female roles and that nonsense. You know, I never trained my kids that this is girls work and this is guys work. You know, they both do the same thing. Um, so, you know, you, what, what many times what we have to do is we have to unlearn mm-hmm. a lot of the things that society has yeah. taught us. Right. And, and you have to understand that many times taking an independent stance on things can cost you friends and relations and stuff like that. But if that's the price for being an independent person, then so let it be, you know? Okay. I'm saying, (laughs) I'm saying that having an independent mind many times can cost you relationships when I say relationships, I'm not necessarily talking yes, about the male female dynamics. And, I'm just talking um, about friends, that family. Is where, yeah. No, and you see, you, yeah, but not only that, you see, and that's where, you know, knowing yourself and understanding yourself comes in because you have to know what you're willing to stand for and what you're not willing to accept and what you're willing to accept, right? Yeah. And that is not just going to be in, in a relationship which is significant other that's also going to be family and friends your business partners yeah. you know so that it, i mean it all boils down to to you mm-hmm. your mindset and what you're willing to accept right so i agree with you that you know it's going to cost you it's going to cost you relationships but it's you have to take a stand you have to be who who you are and not not mm-hmm. crumble to the pressure to be something that other people expect you to be yeah you know, walk your own path. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's how you've got to do it. Yeah. All right. So let's go to another quote from Chanel. And that is, get centered and calm yourself down. An anxious mind cannot take you where you need to go. Recognize that through power resides within you, never outside of you. Keep your eyes on the prize and do not allow yourself to be thrown off off course. There's power in the pursuit of your dream. Continue to go after your dream regardless of the obstacles, rejection, or things that will be thrown in your path. Go around, go through, or leap over them and remind yourself that this dream really, what this dream really means to you. Going after your dream will give you the power that you do not even know you have. Embrace the challenges because they build character, resiliency, and fate. You were born to succeed. It's not over till you win. You have greatness within you. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, that is so me. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that something that you you wrote on your own or you copied it from somewhere or is this all come from within i read a lot right okay Um, what kind of stuff what kind of stuff do you read okay so 
instance, Napoleon Hill is one of my favorites. Um, okay. And there's this one saying that I really like. And that is, you know, in the face of adversity, there's always a seed equivalent to success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. How did you how did you how did you get in touch with these law of attraction and positive thinking teachers? How, how, who introduced did somebody introduce you to them or you just happened upon them uh, on the internet or the bookshop or what? Strange enough, uh, when I was younger, right, I would I mean I, I didn't I didn't know much, right? I heard one or two quotes, but I would always be conveniently making up my own boots right oh, um, really? yeah but it was really at that point it was really just something to keep me going like I let's just say for instance um like if I'm going through something I would kind of have a self-talk and develop like a, a line or two a mantra that I'll just say to myself that would keep me going and even if let's just say for instance let's say you know, because even in, in primary school, when I was being, when I was getting ready to write SCA, my principal didn't like me at all, right? Um, and I kept saying to myself, you have nothing to worry about because you've worked hard and you are going to pass for your first choice. So sad, so done. And mm. I just keep, you know, it's all to me. It's, it's nobody's going to come to save you, right? <laughs> all yeah. these love stories they're just stories nobody is going to come to save you in the real world you have to self right mm-hmm. you have to literally you know give that self talk to yourself you have to develop mantras for yourself you have to push yourself for yourself you have to save yourself and that's the bottom line so whatever you need to do say to yourself you know whatever sticky note you need to have on your mirror when the morning comes and you need to read to yourself whatever Note you need to have on your phone, on your laptop to keep constantly reminding yourself subconsciously that you are great and that you are going to achieve greatness. You need to do it because nobody's going to do it for you. I mean, yeah, you will have people that care about you that's going to, you know, give you a little word of encouragement and motivation here, there and everywhere. But half the time when you really, really, really need somebody to be there, they are not there. And it's not that they don't want, you know, you just end up in a situation where there is nobody at that point that you could go to and i'm sure other people that could testify to the fact that you know when you really really need somebody there's nobody at that point available Uh, it depends (laughs) it depends (laughs) sometimes no sometimes we think we need people but we don't need people when we need people people will be provided People will be placed in our ways when we need people. But the times when they're not, because it's a time for us to grow and develop, right? And um, so it's not like, you know, like when I need people, no one's there. It's just that this is a time that I need to be alone. I need to work things out and I need to do that alone. I understand. Well, I, yeah, I, I go ahead. I agree with you on that one. I have to agree with you on that one. So you didn't agree with me on the others? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I strongly agree with what you're saying because I also say, you know, sometimes the breakthrough you're looking for is not necessarily like that million dollars or winning the lotto or somebody just coming and handing you a brand new vehicle or anything like that. Sometimes the breakthrough you're looking for is 
is is is everything just falling apart everything you know not, not i wouldn't really say falling apart but falling apart to fall seeming, into place seeming to and fall that, apart seeming to fall apart and that process time is painful you go through different phases and you just have to stick it through because as at that point in time you are developing you know characteristics you you are everything at that point is going to make you the person that you need to be to achieve whatever it is that you want to yeah. achieve yeah so sometimes the breakthrough basically is you know you being tossed up in the air going through all these different emotions going through all these different phases going through all these situations going through all these things that you feel like oh my god i can't deal with this but in truth and the fact is you could and you're gonna realize at the end of it wow yeah i yeah i made it <laughs> you know but it's about it's also about walking in purpose and destiny too huh? to a large extent it's about walking in purpose and destiny and when you're walking in purpose and destiny things happen to you and sometimes, depending on, mm-hmm. how do I say this? Like some of us came here to do a particular work. And when you're not involved in following that part that you came to follow, things don't work out. The minute you begin to walk in the part that you came to walk, everything just comes together. Every single thing. Now, there's some people, it doesn't work, they could do what the hell they want. It doesn't make a difference. But for some of us, you know, you have to follow a part and you're not going to get away until you do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I agree. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. You are the Apex Champions. <laughs> what, what, what are the steps that you're taking to, to obtain that healing? What, what are the steps that you have taken so far and are taking? Um, okay, so I mean, there are different things that I do. Um, I tend to meditate a lot more, and when I say meditate, it doesn't necessarily mean you know me just being in a corner with my hands on my legs folded. You know, like I tend to like bond a lot more with nature and try to look at things on the positive because basically, whatever energy you project is what is going to come your way. So if you constantly focus on negative things and your negative past and that is the energy that's going, you're going to keep attracting that, right? I try to always maintain being positive. I am not perfect. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes you fall short, but it is never, you're not going to fall as far down as you think. You know, things are going to happen. And sometimes a storm might be preventing you from something that, you shouldn't have to go through. And that's just how I look at things. So basically my mindset, um, I actually have like a core group of people that I trust. So I conversate more on how I feel about certain things. And, you know, I try to get their perspective as well. They are people that I respect and opinions in which I respect, you know, and they are not the yes man type where, okay, you just go to a friend or somebody, you deem your friend and they just, you know, yes, girl, you right, girl, no, girl, you right, girl, no. Should I yeah. listen go wrong? And you know, I can understand why you would look at it this way, but look at it from this this point of view or this perspective. Think about that person. And you know, so sometimes, you know, based on situations, you tend to think a particular way. And that's not always necessary the right way, or that mightn't always be the situation in which it may appear, but because of what you went through, you automatically just cast a judgment. 
and might miss so. It's like a simple thing as driving on the road, right? Somebody might give you a bad drive and, you know, road rage, you might lash out behind that person. But it's just any fact is that bad drive had nothing to do with you as a person. You know, that, that person probably rushing to work. That person, boss must be ringing on the phone all morning and they probably come from a personal emergency. You know, it really had nothing to do with you. You just happen to get a bad drive. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot. It is a, it is a process. Um, even, you know, having to deal with situations that came out of um of, of of that particular situation you know and and that mindset you still have to deal with now but again basically once you change your mindset you change everything about your life and that's long and short absolutely absolutely the thing about it is that you you talked about the the um the bad drive in traffic and I know about that. I know about it from both sides. I know about it when you get angry and you get upset and you, you, know, you want to give them a piece of your mind. And I know about it when it happens and it doesn't bother you at all. You know, and, and, and what I realize is that if you are at peace internally, then there's nothing on the outside that's going to get you upset or riled up. Uh, it, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a real lot to get you riled up if you are at peace inside. But when you're not at peace inside and you're stressed and you, you know, and, 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 and you're just going, 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 then, or you're not happy, then it's very easy to yeah. respond. And so the bad drive might reflect something about the person, but I think it really reflects more on you. How yeah. you respond to it can tell you a lot about what's happening in your life at any given point in time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what is is your life if, if, okay, let me ask this question. If you had all the money in the world, a lot of businesses and you're working and all that kind of stuff, but let us put you in a position now where you have money. You know, you inherited or you earned or you got whatever means are a couple hundred million dollars. So you don't necessarily need to work. Um, What would you do if you didn't need to work anymore? What would you do? Um, The first thing I would do actually is put, develop some sort of NGO where I could really give back to people and when I say give back I don't mean you know just say okay 20,000 going to this institution or 20,000 I'm just going to buy food no I want to look at it on a, on a deeper level which um I've started doing um on a very small scale so for instance I'm sure you probably know well you know of my show hurdles right we had a situation that was trending on social media where a young man um very ambitious he basically was going about life but he took the wrong turn right um basically based on his situation at that point in time he was basically trying to make ends meet and illegally he was vending where he wasn't supposed to right Mm -hmm. now a lot of people will say you know um if he not if there's a sign no vending and he's there then he's breaking the law yes we understand he's breaking the law but when you listen to his story and him as a young man, 20 years old, 
trying just to make ends meet when the day comes so that he could assist his family is not so much about him just breaking the law, but it's about him as a young man trying to be ambitious, trying not to turn to the life of crime, but need assistance. Now, I've heard his cry for help. And to be honest, I couldn't just, you know, write him a check for 50000 I'm not there yet. Eventually, I would. But what I was able to do through my program, Hurdles, is actually get some of my friends who support my show and myself. And we assisted in terms of branding his new location because he had gotten a lot of assistance based just like, just like myself. I saw more than just the situation. I saw yeah. the man and where he could be if he had the assistance that he needed. And a lot of people, you know, reached out to him and, you know, was offering assistance. Obviously, yes, we had the, the politics and the politics in between, right? And I'm glad based on his move that he didn't fall in that, and he didn't fall victim to that situation. And he actually went the right, he made the right decision in my eyes. We decided that, listen, we are going to brand his location. Um, one of my friends decided that, listen, I have produced. I know he not, at this point in time, a lot of his goods would have been confiscated um, because of the illegal vending. He's probably in a financial jam because he had charges and all these different things, and he was also fine. I am going to give him produce. And these are things that we did truly show for him. And this is what I want to do. So I eventually want to be at a place where I could reach out to people on a deeper level and really give them that assistance that they need. And it doesn't have to be something that is spotlight. I mean, this just happened to be something that was already trending. But um, there's a next instance where Catherine Gordon, she does a lot of etiquette and protocols. And I have sponsored children through her program and given them this fundamental development that is actually going to take them through their life, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's about being able to really assist people on a deeper level, knowing that, listen, this what I am giving you. You might not see it now, you might not understand it now, but in the future, you're going to look back and be like, wow, this really meant something at that point. And at that point, it might, it might just look like a little seed, you know, but once watered, it could grow into a tree that could bear fruit. So tell me about um, some of the business ventures that you're involved in. I know you're working, you've got your son, but you've also got a number of business ventures. Let's, let's, let's kind of like end on that, um, on that note. So tell me about that, some of the business ventures that you're involved in and, and where you plan to go with those things. Okay, so uh, during the pandemic now, I've always been into marketing and advertising for the last couple of years, over five years, right? And during the pandemic, you know, a lot of businesses, including mine, would have suffered some kind of loss of income or a drastic decrease in income. And I decided, listen, at some point in time, a lot of people come to me, you know, to do a logo and to do a flyer. And I was like, wait, just now, I could do more. You know, I would literally accept a salary to do this for a company and ha that has X amount of brands underneath their names. And I can actually do this for myself, help my friend build a business and whatnot. So I came up with Babes and Business during the pandemic, right? Where basically we would provide persons interested in starting a business or revamping a business with all the basics that they need 
to start this business in terms of guidance, in terms of business registration, logos, how to develop their own flyers, um, apps that they could use to actually boost their business. And then I was like, okay, so this is a start in terms of giving them the tools that they need. But then where do we go from here? Then I went into Ashiori because like I said, I am a, I like graphics, I like visuals. I, that, that's me. So then I went into Ashiori, which is also going to be going hand in hand with Babes in Business because then when you start the business, you get the business off the ground or in that nurturing process, you also need to advertise the business, which you might not always have time for. And then if you're not very creative or, you know, you're not too much into that field, you might not have an idea as to where to exactly start. So then yeah. I decided then we could actually, you know, when you talk about an ad, people think, well, okay, that's just for big businesses like Angostura and Carib. They can afford that. But it, an ad doesn't necessarily have to be something that, you know, is on that level. You could have a simple 30-second, 15-second ad that basically sells everything that your business provides in terms of the services or the products that is eye-catching for somebody that's going to make them want to look further into your business. And that's where Ashiori came in. And then I'm like, okay, so we start in the businesses. We encourage these people to start their businesses. We want to help them nurture their business. We're giving them everything that they need in terms of advertising, but then we also need a platform where we could actually give them the reach that they need. So that's where hurdles came in. But hurdles is not just about, you know, when, when, when hurdles came on board, it was more about, listen, everybody's going through it. There's nothing to be ashamed about. And for somebody experienced, you could actually learn something. And I, I saw the need then to bring a lot of influencers, a lot of people, a lot of success stories locally on board that people could actually listen. Because sometimes you're looking at somebody, you look up to somebody, but when you hear their story and where they started, it makes you realize, listen, so he didn't just wake up one day and was successful. Wait, he went through that. Wow, that happens. Huh? And this yeah. is today, you know. So I, I needed. I felt like I needed to bring it to light that listen, things happen. People go through it before they become successful. Being successful is not about waking up and just being in a better roses. You fail ninety nine point seven percent of the time, and is that one time, right, that you become successful? You got it. <laughs> All the way up to being successful, right? And I felt like we were being sold, you know, this this image and, and social media contributes to that, that, okay, you have to be in the latest and you have to, you, you, success is not, is, is success to me is not necessarily what people will deem as just being able to provide materialistic stuff, right? Success is is about, freedom my time money yes money money doesn't necessarily buy everything that you want you can have all the money and still be unhappy right you your businesses could be booming but then at the, at this point in time do, do you really feel like okay i have already accomplished something you're still searching you still and that's where sometimes i i, I have a selective few that i will consider successful because Yes, they have money, but when you look at them, they're very humble. They give back. They, you know, and that's somebody that I will look at as, yeah, they are successful. They are happy with where they are. They are, they didn't do 
or get themselves involved and wrong to really say, okay, all right, I had the money now, I get on the top. It's not just about that, you know. You know, so I felt like, you know, we've been sold this image of success and success comes with a lot of failure. So if I am nurturing or if I am assisting persons, I need to also show them the good and the bad and also, you know, give them that platform where they can learn and know that these people are within reach, you know? Yeah. You wanna you wanna be into you wanna be a tailor, you wanna you wanna be a fashion designer, okay, no problem. You need assistance, you need a mentor. Listen, let me contact Ikrefi Lai. He is actually, you know, somebody affiliated with us. You know, so I mean it's about sometimes it's not just about money, but it's also about your network. And your network is what actually brings up your net worth. So I mean, there's a lot to learn, and sometimes it's just about the simplest thing that could really make a difference. And that's where my three platforms are, you know, Babes in Business, Ashiri Marketing and Advertising, and Hurdles come in and they all basically work together to accomplish my mission, my vision for a better future, right? Eventually, we are going to have an NGO, like as mentioned before, but because this is going to be something close to my heart, it's not something that I'm just going to have any and anybody involved in. So it's going to take time before we come on board with, with, with persons that are actually going to be affiliated. But for now, we will just, you know, keep giving back in different ways that we can and assisting people in different ways that we can. The thing that is creating a healing space, absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, chatting with you, Chanel, our mm-hmm. Queen Chanel, it's been really, really, really great. So, like I said, I wish you all that you do. I wish you great success. Um, and you're very intelligent, uh, very wise beyond your years, um, very level-headed, I must say. And... Um, and I know that will only, those attributes will only get stronger as you become more and more mature. So mm-hmm. I, see, I see great things ahead for you. Continue your healing journey, you know, um, the healing and use your experiences to help others to heal. Yeah, I will. Thank, Thank you so much Absolutely. for having me. It's such a pleasure as well. Okay, then. Bye. This podcast was created on Hub Hopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Hub Hopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hub Hopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Wink Music, and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com.